T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. All three engines up and burning. 2, 1, 0, and... Welcome, everybody. We are your hosts, Rock and Mr. Magic. Unique DNA. This is the Original Cheek Podcast. Gang. I don't see no competition in my face. If we do, then we just move them out the way. I don't even need no money in my face. Give me the money when I finish with the gang. It's your boy, Rock and Mr. Magic of Jeek Nation. And you are about to get into another episode of the original Jeek podcast. This podcast is currently in progress due to some audio issues, and we're sorry for that. One way to help us avoid audio issues in the future is by supporting Jeek Nation. And you can support us one way by using Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app you can download in your iOS or Android store and use it to redeem rebates on your purchases, whether it's through the app online or by scanning and taking a picture of your receipt. Using these cashback rebates, you can redeem gift cards or even get cash via PayPal or Venmo. By redeeming the rebates and using our referral code, you can support us and save money when you shop. So download the Ibotta app or go to their website, ibotta.com, that's ibotta.com, and use referral code CH7K5A, that's CH7K5A. Now on to the episode, already in progress. They applied a lot of pressure and it's like, you're going to have to make great passes again and again to beat us. And Jared Goff wasn't up to the challenge. Um, he wasn't. And no. McVay, and, and McVay did not look like he had Goff prepared for what he was going into. No, because, I mean, the Rams are a faster team, um, you know, and they want to, you know, space the field out and everything. And Belichick was like, good luck spacing the field out when we're going to rush up the middle and you're not going to be able to make your reads. And, you know, he would go to his first man right away and the Patriots knew exactly where his first read was and they took that away. And, you know, he's not good enough to make adjustments. It looked like he wasn't even checking down. It looked like he had a set target that he was going to throw to at every play. I I didn't even see him checking down on his receivers. And, and, And it's tough when you're, trying to do that you mean he's what his third year fourth year third yeah, or fourth third, year third year yeah, third year is your first time anywhere close to this deep in the playoffs and you're trying to combat this defense you don't you're you're not getting anything on the running game you, every 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 freaking time they get on the field first down they're running the ball it's not working why are you continually getting yourself in second and ten and third and long where then now you're putting more pressure on your very nervous and untested quarterback. Like it was bad game, bad game planning by McVay. They didn't adjust at all, and you know golf was he was overwhelmed. I, I I felt bad for the kid. He was overwhelmed. Yeah, I mean the the key to beating the Patriots is they're old and slow at linebacker, and you need to get to the outside. Um, running up the middle, what played in their strength. I mean, mm-hmm. if you stretch the field out. Um, you know, you're going to outrun them to the edge every single time. But they, you know, 
seem to stick to we're going to run up the middle we're going to set up the play action pass and it just doesn't work against that team you need a faster team that gets to the edge faster like they should have thrown some you know one yard passes to the outside and have the guys on one-on-one matchups and try to beat them but you know McVay stuck to what he wanted to do and I think Belichick kind of knew that um I don't know if you saw the clip on the inside the NFL show but you know, Belichick was watching the sidelines on McVeigh. Like when he lost him at the one point, he's asking the booth up above, like, where's McVeigh? I got to find him. I got to see what he's doing. Like he just was going to outcoach Sean McVeigh that day. And oh, yeah. it was clear that he did. I mean, McVeigh was in awe of the genius that is Bill Belichick. You know, it's, even though bad plays happen, bad calls happen, we really should have been seeing a Saints Patriots Super Bowl where you have two great quarterbacks, both old, both still playing extremely well, and we would have had a much more – a higher scoring game probably, a little bit more entertaining to the masses compared to a defensive battle. Uh, I enjoyed watching it, but most people would have – you know, the casual fan would have wanted to see a lot of scoring compared to a 13-3 football game. But well, you also set a, saw a better coaching matchup between Sean Payton and Bill Belichick. Um, I mean, yeah, I think the difference would be that Drew Brees is able to make adjustments at the line. So obviously, whatever the Patriots are going to do, he's going to, you know, make an adjustment to that and and put them in a different play. Um, I think the Patriots would have scored more. It would have definitely been a more high-powered offensive game than this one was. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not going to like, oh, we're going to make Drew Brees beat us because Drew Brees will beat you. He will beat you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> that's not the right game plan. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I mean, that's definitely not the right game plan. But you have all these young quarterbacks in the league, and they're great, um, you know, during the regular season. Um, but you you seem like with Pat Mahomes, he – you know, he had some big numbers and big plays at the end of the game, but when it mattered, when the game was really on the line, you know, he didn't know what to do. He relied on his running a little bit too much. Um, and when they took away Tyreek Hill um, and Kelsey, he just, he looked lost sometimes. And then, you know, he is so good and he can make those throws at weird angles that of course they're going to score some points. But I mean, they didn't score anything in the first half. Belichick just shut him out. And those guys, you know, are going to have to learn. When when Brady won his first Super Bowl, he wasn't what Brady is now or what he was a couple no, of years he, ago. He game managed that first Super Bowl. Yeah. He, he was not the driving force of that win. Yeah. He, he managed the game. He did – it was not as – not to the same level, so I don't want to compare them, but it was very much like um, – uh, what's his name? I can see his face in my head. I'm, I always draw a blank on him because he's so unimportant. What, Trent he, Dilfer? Yes, Trent Dilfer. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he, did, he did what Trent did for the Ravens. He managed the game. He didn't turn the ball over. He made key plays, but he wasn't the driving force. You know, the defense was. Yeah. And then Brady continued to develop and get better and became a driving force. Uh, and that's what, like, these guys like Mahomes, these guys like Goff, and these other talented young quarterbacks, Wentz and others, have to develop. Well, Holmes, I feel bad for because wait, we're we're gonna put Wentz at a elite quarterback right now. That's a talented young quarterback. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't. I'm not saying elite. Uh, I'm not gonna call Mahomes elite, even though he's an MVP. Like he had one great year. Let's see if you can have more than one. You know, 
Eli, Eli Manning's had a couple great years. He ain't, he's never been an elite quarterback in my life. Hey, Eli Manning had a couple lucky catches. Let's not say great years. He had some, he had some great seasons, and he had some really bad seasons. <laughs> you know? um, but Mahomes, I feel bad for because Andy Reid is not the, the guy I would want to, to develop him because he's never been able to take a quarterback to the next level. That's just – you can bet on it. It's Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, you only develop so much under Andy. Well, and the problem I think with uh, Mahomes in the future is it's going to be that's going to be the best team that he has. I mean, he's going to get money in a year, in two years. They're not going to be able to put the weapons around him, and he's going to have to be able to do more. Um, same kinda, with golf. Like, you're like not going to have yeah. that, um, that Russell Wilson's in. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to have to win with less talent. Now, maybe they can, you know, be Pittsburgh Steeler lucky and draft wide receiver year after year after year and, you know, have these talented guys. But, I mean, you're relying on a lot of rookies in the future to uh, do what Kelsey and Hill do because you're not going to be able to pay everyone. No. Even even losing Kareem Hunt, it's going to be still hard to pay everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kareem Hunt. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, he'll. Well, they've already talked about him being restated. That he'll be back. That's that's a that's a foregone conclusion. Oh, he'll definitely be back. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I know that you have to uh, definitely suspend that guy, but I I don't know. I think they might have overreacted on cutting him because he's going to play in the league again. Um, they they definitely shouldn't have played him this year at all, but I think that's a overreaction to get rid of him, especially when you know someone's going to sign him next year. You could have you know at least held on to him and traded him. Yeah, he didn't. That was that was a that was a panic move on on Kansas City's part. Yeah, definitely. I mean it it it's it's a PR move. Um, you know it works for him. Um, you definitely don't want to be where the Redskins were when they signed. Um, God, I can't even think of his name right now. Oh, whatever. I blanked on that. You can you can just cut this part out. <laughs> when they when, when they yeah. signed, um, who's that guy they signed from the Forty ers Oh, um, uh, what, Ruben Foster. I think so. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. He, but then, but then his, but then his girl who said that he beat her, then she admits she was lying. I mean, did she admit that she was lying, or she get paid to admit? She no, was she, lying? she she <laughs> she, said, she, said she was lying. Well, just like well, it's like the chick, um, uh, Francois, Florida State. He got kicked off the team, and then the girl came out and said she was lying. Yeah, I and mean, he, and, and, and she obviously didn't get paid off because he ain't got no money. I mean, they. I mean, Kansas City already has Tyree Kill, so I guess you can only have one uh, guy that beats women on the team per time. Unfortunately, and Tyreek actually did hit her. You know, yeah, that that one wasn't lying about it. But that's but that's in college, so apparently it didn't matter to the the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, none of the stuff that these guys do. College, I mean, mixing. Um, yeah, you know, if it happened in college, you know, and they were provoked, you know, they. It doesn't Except matter. if it's Winston and uh, stealing some crab legs, then it's a big deal. Well, Jameis ain't one worse to begin with. Jameis is a—he's out there eating W's. Apparently, you know that's why they can't get one because he's too busy eating them. 
Well, he must be full because he hasn't had one in a while. Well, <laughs> exactly. He's too busy eating those W's out there. Yeah. And, you know, they, they're, they're a mess. Uh, now that we've crowned another Super Bowl champion, what is – yeah, you're – obviously, you're the, you're the most optimistic pessimist I know when it comes to your New England Patriots. Yeah. So, what do you project for your – for the defending Super Bowl champions – for the 2019-2020 season. Are they going to be in the Super Bowl for what, the fifth straight year? Uh, it'll be four out of five. Yeah, yeah it'll be five. five. out of six. Yeah, it'll be the fifth straight year if they make yeah. it in 20. Um, I mean, it depends on a lot of the offseason right now. I mean, there's we have a lot of draft picks, um, 12 draft picks this year, seven in the first three rounds, so – that looks really good, but you don't know what's going to happen with Gronk. Is he going to retire? He, um, he is a shell of himself. Yeah, but a shell of himself, the thing is, they wouldn't win without Gronk right now. and He doesn't need to be what he was before. I kind of – Do you make him like, the second tight end? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you draft a young tight end and you keep Gronk blocking and, like, you – you know, you use them once in a while, but you keep them healthy. And when you need a big cat, you go to him and stuff. But he he can be great still at 70% of what he was before. Just because he's not like a, um, you know, a Kelsey or um, – uh, he's, he's not upper echelon anymore. Yeah. what's the, his body's what, so broken. Oh, what's the guy that was on the Saints and now is on the Packers? I can't think of his name. You're talking about um, – uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Graham. I Jimmy mean, Graham's he's not, not even close to what he used to be. Well, but like Jimmy Graham only catches. Jimmy Graham doesn't block. Gronk blocks. So when you put Gronk in there, you have an extra lineman. And, you know, 70, 70% of Gronk is still a great, great extra lineman. And they can run these heavy sets on, you know, teams that have speed linebackers now that aren't big. So they have a huge advantage in the run game if you keep him. So I would hate to see him go. Um, I know his price tag's high, and you're paying for an elite tight end. If he could restructure his deal, um, I think he would be great on the team going forward. But, I mean, his body might be broken down, and I wouldn't fault the guy for retiring at all. You know, you make you make a great point, and I'm going to officially apologize to Gronk. Um, I have ragged him for his blocking. I've always said he's attempted to, but he's generally was most of his career he's not a good blocker. Um, this year, with his body being the shape it's been, and him not being as effective in the passing game, I was extremely surprised at how well he blocked um, on the pass and the run this year. I was like, wow, okay, Gronk, you know, he, to me, he was in my top five of all time tight ends. He moved, he, he jumped up to like my number, my number two, number three. He's in my top three now because the way he blocked there, I was like, dude, okay. He didn't, he, I can't fault him for the era he played in. He didn't play where in an era like a Shannon Sharp or a Kellen Winslow senior where you were catching and blocking consistently. So I can't fault him for playing in a different time, but I was like, he's throwing some blocks. Well, and, I was, and, and I was like, that they and they needed a lot, especially when they were running the ball you know, near the end of the game, and they're and they're getting needing these extra yards. And you know, Gronk is is moving, lead block, and I was extremely impressed because you know, modern tight ends, most of them cannot block. Yeah, 
I mean, it's just a fact that, you know, they're pretty much taller, slower, wide receivers nowadays. Yes. I mean, Jimmy Graham is a wide receiver that just happened to line up at tight end. That's, yeah. Yeah. He was, um, he was never really a tight end. But I think when Gronk gets hurt, his blocking gets a little bit better, though, because a lot of his blocks before used to be shed blocks where, he, like, he'd pretend to block or, like, just, you know, quick hit the guy and then go out for a pass. But, you know, now they just keep him in. They're like, he's not even going to go out for a pass. So, you know, his blocking's gotten him a lot better this year. And, you know, there's supposed to be some good tight ends in the draft this year. I would like to see him, you know, stick around, block, maybe mentor, mentor. that guy. Yeah. yeah, knowing that he's going to be out of the league in a year or two. I mean, he he doesn't spend his paycheck, so, I mean, he doesn't need to play, but he could, how, you know, add him. How at home? <laughs> what? How is it to, to be an NFL star, make all that money, and live at home with your crazy family? I mean – his family is nuts and yeah they are <laughs> i mean gronk is like i get i'm like sometimes i'm like the i love you gronk <laughs> but i'm like god I, I i just wish you would just put it down like just a little bit like at the party he's grabbing his girlfriend's boobs and stuff like yeah, that. i was like yo i was like, like i hope he knows that chick because if not <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we're gonna have the next Patriot scandal right here. Like, exactly. Like, oh my! I'm like, while watching the next Patriot scandal, like, come on, talk about me two times ten. Like, yo, he's all over this tricks, these tricks too. Yeah, wow. I mean, he, he gets he got really drunk and stuff, and it's great. I mean, he has a good time and stuff, and you know, he's just like a little kid, and you love him, but at the same time, you're like, God, just I. Just, don't want to hear about this like just do it in the privacy of your own home grog right <laughs> bring all the girls you want over and grab right them. but then he's so lovable too because they had a or picture when he's yeah i mean or he had a picture when he got home and there's all these little neighborhood kids and he's taking a picture like he's such a sweet and lovable guy he's he's a big goof yeah he's a big goof i mean he thinks he's gonna be a wrestler or a movie star and that ain't happening, I don't think. But well, movie star, no, he's a little ugly for movie star. Um, but what you know what? So is Dave Batista, and Dave Batista can't act, and he's getting paid. So you never know. Yeah, um, I mean, there there might be a role for Gronk out there somewhere. I mean, I could see a reality show for him. That that would be the way to go. Um, I, I see. I can't see that because that would be boring. Because he would just be crunked all the time, and <laughs> it would get really dull and really repetitive. I can see. Um, him working for Vince, I can see that. What What does he do though? Like, I mean, he's going to be like Mojo Riley's tag team partner. That gimmick Mojo sucks. Riley. Yo, I, Riley, I, I forgot about Mojo. Um, okay, well, Gronk has a lot more charisma than Mojo. Um, my pro- Gronk is not a talker because he talks. He he's incoherent. Um, you'd have to give him a manager. Uh, you'd have to give him someone good to. He'd have to be like. If they if they would let Paul Heyman um, redo the Dangerous Alliance or some form of that, and Gronk became one of his clients, um, along maybe with a Mojo Raleigh as a tag team, I could see that. Um, he's he's extremely athletic. He he, you know, he, if you worked with him, he could be convincing in the ring. I'm not saying he'd be a top. He's not going to be a top guy. But I think he could make some money with Vincent on the tag team scene. Maybe uh, a mid, you know, maybe a U.S. title and you know an IC run as a single to see how far he could go. Um, 
But but you know you think of all the great wrestlers. A lot of them have been from former college football players. Austin, Rock, yeah, Goldberg, um, Dusty Rhodes, um, Harley Race. Yeah, Flair, I just don't see it from him though. Know, like even um you know the Usos played college football. Um, Roman Reigns played college football. You know, there's a pipeline of college football players to to wrestling. You know, I don't know if he could be a top guy again, but I could definitely see him as a mid Carter. You know what I'd like to see though, like, you know how the NBA TV has what, like, K- KG's Den or whatever. Oh, that's on they, um, that's on TNT, but yeah, they on have, TNT, uh, yeah, 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 that's on Area Twenty One. Okay, Area Twenty One. Um, yep. so with the new deal coming up for the NFL in the future, we'll probably go to like Amazon or Facebook or something like we've that. Already got, we've already got Thursday night games on prime. Yeah, I know. So, but I'm saying like, eventually you'll have, you know, a full slate of games on some kind of streaming service. Yeah. Uh, um, I would like to see different audio sources. Um, Cause they're already doing like, you know, they have Spanish ones you could select. Sometimes they have the British ones. Mm-hmm. Gronk doing games in a party atmosphere <laughs> would be amazing. I mean, if Amazon would pay him whatever he wants and just have like Gronk announcing games, drinking beer, doing whatever he wants to do. See, I, I can't I'd, see that on Amazon because they don't seem to have the, the flair. I could see that maybe on Netflix more than Amazon. Because they seem to be willing to go outside the box a little bit more, um, but it would definitely be it would definitely be funny. Do you think Netflix would go for football? Netflix knows they need to get they need to get into sports. They they know that because they know movies and shows are not sustaining them. They know they've got to continue to go outside their box. Would they go wrestling? Yes, they've already done it. They've, they they had um, up until last month they had um, Lucha Underground on Netflix. Yeah, reruns and stuff. Where they do live wrestling. They don't do live anything. So, um, no, they haven't. They could though. They could. You know, I don't know if they would do live wrestling. Um, I think you know, I think it's something they should consider. Um, if I'm if I'm Amazon, if I'm Hulu, oh no, Hulu already has WWE. But if I'm Amazon or Netflix, I am seriously talking to AEW. I'm trying to figure out what Impact's trying to do um, to to compete with that because people want to see it. People, I mean, a lot of people, you know, on the some of the wrestling Facebook groups I'm on, they are pissed that Netflix dropped Lucha Underground. They were like, "Yo, what? Come on, why?" Would is that the move for AEW to go to a streaming service instead of TV? Would you be better off on a streaming service than on a cable? Well, if they're going, it depends upon now if they're going to do like Impact. They're going to record in seasons, and you know, then I think yes because you can release it episodically once a week if you want to, like Impact does. Um, or you can just release it all at once and let them and let people binge. Like it's up to you as far as your style. I think a streaming service makes sense. I think probably if we're talking about doing it uh, more the way WWE does Raw and SmackDown, if you're doing a live thing, then I would say partnering with Twitch 
um, and which is tied to Amazon would make more sense then because then you can have uh, maybe uh, a service where you get to watch some house shows for a subscription, but you can watch for free on Twitch what they do as far as a regular episodic show. Um, it, it depends upon what their, their strategy is. See, I, I don't, I don't know if you could do a pay. I don't think a pay subscription service works for that. It's, it's really hard to grow a base when you're forcing people to pay your, to watch your product. But if you have like an Amazon prime, if you have, you know, a Netflix, you have a built-in audience of people that already use those products. They should have, they, I think they would have more views on those services than they would have on cable. Okay. So that's a great point. So how about this? They just, they piggyback on fight TV. But how, but how many people have fight TV? Like way more people have Netflix and Amazon than have fight TV. Same thing with the ESPN. Way, way more people. Yeah. But I mean, how many casuals are going to start watching AW that aren't already wrestling fans? But the fight TV though. I mean, I have a lot of friends that, you know, are in the UFC and stuff like that and they don't like wrestling. You know, if they like, you know, UFC, unfortunately, I think wrestling is fake and they won't watch it. I mean, they'll watch, you know, like the Royal Rumble or something like that, WrestleMania, but they're not going to watch every week. Um, I think you have a built-in base already on a, a service that doesn't have that many subscribers that don't want to watch your product. Well, I mean, it's just, uh, I think it's like there's already wrestling has been on fight already. You know, All In was successful you know, with being on fight. So I think there's already some traction there compared to going to Netflix. It's still a subscription service. People are still paying for it. They're just not paying AEW directly for it. So whether it's Prime, whether it's Netflix, whether it's Fight, you have to figure out, are you trying to take advantage how of about, the, rest, of the how wrestling about Hulu that no one mentions that? <laughs> uh, it's like, are you, are you going to try to get the, only the wrestling base? Are you trying to bring in people outside of the wrestling fan base? Like, what is your ultimate goal there? I would think I would go just for the wrestling base to first to find out, hey, are they going to actually watch our show? They know who we are. They've seen some of our roster. This is what we're going to call our show. This is how many pay-per-views we're going to have a year. And we see how many people are actually going to watch by partnering with someone, a service that's already established. And then, like you said, if there's a success, maybe they can branch off on their own or go from one a smaller streaming service to a bigger one. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they partner with Pluto.tv and they just put it on for free there and then go for a world and see if they can go to somewhere where they're going to get some money out of it outside of advertising. I mean, these streaming services got to grab as much stuff up as they possible because we're in the we're in a bubble right now that's about to burst because you got ABC, Disney that's about to come online next year. Um, there's just going to be way too many streaming services that people can't pay for. So you're going to have to have companies get the most they can. Like, this is why you need us. You, we have all this stuff. Um, so you're going to have to get sports in there because, you know, Disney ABC is going to, you know, have ESPN as well. And yeah, they yeah they're going to have all the Marvel um, they got Fox now too, Fox. right? Yep. Yeah. Fox. I mean, 
so are people going to pay for three services, Amazon, Netflix, and whatever that Disney one's going to be? I mean, I'll probably keep two, but one's going to have to go. I mean, it's still, I mean, having the mall is still cheaper than paying hundred bucks for months for cable. No, but, it is. But then but, you have to take into consideration your internet fee as well. I mean, that's the hidden cost of streaming too. Right. Whatever you're paying for internet. Exactly. That that's that's tough. I, I've been saying that saying myself. Like, am I going to keep Netflix? Like, I have Hulu. I've got Netflix. I've got HBO now. What? Um, well, what do you I keep Hulu for though? Like, you keep it for just TV? Um, I had actually I just restarted Hulu. I had did the trial before. I paid for it for a little bit, but I wasn't watching much on it. Um, I have Hulu now only because of that uh, promo they did. Um, for the year, so I'm, I'm getting it, you know, for 99 cents a month. Um, but mainly, oh. what I wa- but mainly what I watch on it are the couple things that used to be on Netflix that aren't there anymore. So um, I'm watching it for some anime, like, you know, Full Metal Panic stuff like that. Um, Archer was on Archer's on it. Archer's not on Netflix anymore. Um, I watch it for the wrestling, you know, I, 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 because if I miss Raw or SmackDown, I don't have cable, so if I don't find a stream for it, if I miss yeah. Raw or SmackDown or NXT, I'll watch, you know, the, the truncated version there. And, you know, just some of the shows that you, like Family Guy used to be on Netflix, it's only on Hulu now. American Dad used to be on Netflix, now on Hulu. So some of the stuff I like to watch that I can't watch on Netflix anymore because they don't want to pay whatever, you know, licensing fees. I have to go to Hulu for. I would prefer if Netflix had kept all those. So I have had it, Netflix for longer, but they keep raising I, their prices, and you know they end a lot of the content that I I had them. I, I love Netflix because they had stuff I wanted to watch on repeat. You know they had the things I mentioned. They had you know they had Chuck. They had Battlestar Galactica. They had Monk. They had Psych. They had Burn Notice. All that stuff I liked is gone. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, like burn notice. I mean, like the rest of no, actually, no, burn notice is gone too. Oh, I, I have to watch. I have to go to Prime for Psych. I have to go to Prime for Burn Notice. I have to go to Prime for Chuck. All the stuff I loved on most of the stuff I loved on Netflix is is on Prime or Hulu. Yeah, I mean, I prefer Netflix because I don't watch a lot of repeats. I like all the new content that they have come out all the time. Like their documentaries are great. I like some of their movies. I mean, they're not always great, but some of them are good. Um, I, I, that's what I stream all the time. Um, Amazon sucks for the most part. I mean, their movies, like once in a while, you'll find some decent stuff, but I don't, I don't find myself watching Amazon their, as much. Their original content is lacking. Except for The Man and the High Castle. The Man and High Castle, that was good. I like that. That's excellent. Um, yep. I, I tried watching Jack Ryan. I can't get. I can't take that dude. The dude that plays him seriously. I look at him and he looks like a goof. Like I can't take him seriously, especially after watching Alec Baldwin and you know freaking Harrison Ford play Jack Ryan. All these yeah. years, I can't look at that dude and take him seriously as Jack Ryan. I just no. He's still Jim from The Office. I don't even watch The Office. Like to me, he just looks like a goober. I didn't even really? know. Him from, yeah, I didn't even know. Him. I don't like The Office. I watched like two episodes. I didn't find it funny. So I don't even know him from that. I just look at him and say, I can't take this dude seriously. I mean, the only thing that I watch on repeat is uh, me and the wife watch Friends, like when we're eating or something like that. Like that's kind of our. <laughs> it's our uh, you want to know how white I am? It's our third time going through every episode. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 
It's a great show, though. Oh, I can't uh, stand it, but, you know. I mean, if if one of them would get Golden Girls, I would love to watch that. Yo, I will see. I will watch Golden Girls on repeat, too. Um, yeah. Golden Girls was dope. Um, but, like, they have you know, some of the shows I love. They have my, a lot of classic shows. They have I Love Lucy on Prime. They've got the Dave Van Dyke show on Prime. Classic stuff I love to rewatch. They got C-Lab 2021 on, like, there's stuff I love to watch on there. Um where Netflix is more focusing on their own content. And I understand that they've made some good stuff and they've made some terrible stuff. Um, you know, the, for the, every two good movies, there's 10 ones aren't worth pressing play on. Um, they're doing great on the anime side. Uh, I give them props for that. And they, they're not doing enough to keep me, you know, saying, Hey, I got to, I got to see what's on Netflix. I keep, and knowing that they're going to lose at Disney, part of the allure was, hey, they had this deal with Disney. Now that's, you know, that's going away. Um, it's like, I, I don't have a huge reason, you know, to keep them, you know. I, I can't, I think the last thing I watched on Netflix was, uh, was Solo, because I didn't get the chance to see it in theaters. So they, they said, hey, it's, it's on Netflix. Okay, all right, I'll watch it. Uh, I, I mean, I watched the Ted Bundy tapes. I watched that Fire documentary, which was great. Um, See, you've, you've always watched docs. Like, I, I have no interest in watching Ted Bundy. <laughs> you know, well, you know, like I, Ted, Ted, You know, I'm not fascinated by a dude that murdered thirty women. Like, I just, just, I'm not, I'm not fascinated to 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 hear from them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, it's it was a crazy documentary, though. I mean, like. Well, the guy escaped person. from prison twice. Oh yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and then they got uh they got the movie coming out this year on him with uh, Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. I, 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 tr- I even tried today. Like someone on my Facebook feed posted a link on the to the very last interview he did um, with uh, with James Dobson, and it was the day, day before he died, the day before he was executed. I'm like, all right, everyone's talking about, you know, all, all this Ted Bundy stuff. Wait, let, let me try to watch this interview that he apparently requested with, with James Dobson to die the day before he got executed. So I press play and I'm, you know, I'm working and I'm, you know, I'm, have, I'm watching and mostly listening. And I'm like, my mind starts, I'm just like, I'm bored. Like, I, I you know, he, he's talking about how he grew up and, you know, he grew up in a very nice, loving home and his parents, his parents were good people, his brothers and sisters were good people. And, you know, and, he's, and I'm like, okay, I'm bored. And then I started kind of half listening again. He's like, you know, so I'm not blaming this, but um, part of the reason why I did what I did was because I really, I got into really, really violent porn, and then it wasn't enough. So I started acting out and I started doing this. I'm like, okay, I've, I've heard all this type of stuff before. I'm not, I like, I don't, I don't want to listen to this dude give me excuses on why he murked thirty women, like. But if you watch the documentary, uh, that's kind of the things you see, though. He was a very manipulative person where he would change, you know, on who he was talking to. He would say what they wanted to hear. I mean, if he was, if they wanted to hear, like, rock and roll is, like, demonic and killing people, he would be like, I listen to rock music that killed, like, that's why I killed people because of, like, Ozzy Osbourne and stuff like that, like, you know, the porn was a big thing at the time. So, you know, that's what he used as an excuse. But he just pretty much wanted to kill people. Like, he thought he was smart enough to get away with it. And 
for a long time he was. I mean, you wouldn't have a Ted Bundy nowadays because with all the DNA, DNA stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but yeah. I mean, he knew that he could kill people when they kind of got on his tail. He would move to a different state and they didn't share information between states and he could just start again. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's why I like that documentary. But, I mean, that's some of my favorite stuff to watch. I like to learn when I'm watching TV. <laughs> now I, wa- I watch, like, all those Adam Ruins Everything on Netflix and stuff. Those are good. I, I've watched some of those, but his delivery just gets annoying half the time. I'm like, you know. It is. A little, a little bit, but it's, 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 it's enjoyable. It's a, you know, it's a little old. I'm like, bro, just tone it down a little bit. Like, come on. But isn't it funny now, like, people watch all these shows. Like, people are watching more TV, I think, than ever. Like, streaming or, oh you know, on TV. But no one talks about it anymore. You don't know like what your coworkers and stuff watch because you don't watch the same things anymore. Like even uh, if you watch the same shows, you watch them at different times dep- though. It it depends. It depends you watch Game of Thrones live. Everyone talks about that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone talks about that. Um, and then you have like bird box for, you know they just don't a couple la- weeks like a week. The conversations don't last as long as they used yeah. to because so much content comes out consistently. I mean, remember when we were kids, you know, a movie would come out. If you didn't see it, we had to wait a year before it came out on, on video, you know. And Yeah, and I, I don't have to go to the movies as much anymore because, you know, if you can get past that first week where people are talking about it, then you can just wait till it comes out on video or, or like, you know, a streaming service or something like that. Like, oh, yeah, like, I, I, like Solo, like I said, I just watched it. You know, I, I knew when it came out I wasn't going to get the chance to go see it because, you know, I have, you know, no time. And my wife was still working third shift at the time, so I, I can't leave the kids by myself to go watch a movie. Um, so it's like, I know I'm not going to get to see this film. I didn't hear any spoilers about it. Yeah. Know? And so I wasn't, nothing was ruined for me when, I mean, the, that movie came out what? Was it uh, August, something like that? September, something like that? I mean, no, on. I don't even know. I mean, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, it hasn't on, been a full year. I saw year. that on video, yeah. I didn't see that yeah. on movies. But, um, um, you know, I saw that on Netflix. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, hey, you know, I got a 60-inch screen. It's just decent enough for just me. <laughs> I only saw, like, two movies in forever. Like, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and I saw uh, Glass. That was my last two movies. And I don't. The next movie I'm gonna go see is the Fast and the Furious movie because. Oh my God. God forbid if I don't see that on the first, first day I'm gonna get divorced. My wife is like, Oh, oh my, my God, God, it's got the Rock, it's got a Elvis. Vin Diesel. No, it doesn't have Vin Diesel. Yeah, I just. Oh, oh that's right. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Example, yeah. Oh, is this, this is the Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw crap. Yeah, that is. Uh, I mean, pick up. Get the ladies wet. Pickups to Rocky for taking a small role and turning it into a spinoff, but I, I have no interest. And I love Rocky. You know I love Rocky. I love Idris, but I have no interest in watching a Fast and Furious spinoff. That's just thing. That I mean, they're entertaining as hell, though. They, they stopped being entertaining to me after, like, actually after the first one. I mean, the second one was so bad. 
Tokyo Drift was horrid. I've never um, seen Tokyo Drift. Oh, don't, don't, don't. It's so bad. <laughs> not, I don't plan on it. So like, bad. If I missed it up to this point, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, I got to run out and see Tokyo Drift. But Tokyo. actually, well, the thing is, Tokyo Drift happens after the events of 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. So it probably actually happens after whatever they're doing in Hobbs and Shaw, too. So it's technically the last, even though it's the third one that came out, it's technically the last movie of the franchise as far as timeline goes. So it's technically a good thing that you haven't seen it yet because you haven't. Well, then maybe in like 20 years when we catch up to that timeline, I'll go watch it, but I'm going to avoid it for the time being. (laughs) That's a smart move. Who wants to see Bow Wow in a movie anyway? Not even his father. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, you know, Rocky's doing some great things in film, and I'm proud of him for Ballers. And I haven't watched Ballers. You haven't watched Ballers? I've watched like the first two episodes, and I just—I don't know. I just didn't. It's it was good. It's just I didn't watch it every week. And like with HBO, it's kind of like I only watch the shows that are on every week. Like I love True Detective, mm-hmm. um, so I, I watched that. Um, Game of Thrones, I obviously watch every week, but I just don't binge watch HBO shows. I usually look for movies when they go on their app. I don't search the show section. It's definitely, it's definitely good watch. The first season was good, but there was a little too much of the lifestyle porn. Like, hey, yeah. you know, look at the big houses, look at the parties, look at the Lamborghinis. And I think that's what it was for me. Was it, it seemed to be like an entourage for jocks. Yes, and I've already yes. seen Entourage. Yes, season one was definitely Entourage for Jocks. Um, it, it seasons two developed more story wise. Um, I actually haven't. I've been remiss. I haven't even seen season three yet, and I've been remiss on True Detective for this season two, and I've been so excited for it. Well, um, that's been a great one. I mean, season two was not good, but this one has been really good so season, far. Season season two was interesting. It was different. If if it was maybe if it's his own show, I guess I would like it a little bit more. But after season one, it was such a letdown that. You know. Well, think think about how high the bar was set. You had yeah. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, and then you follow it up with, you know, um, Irish boy. Um, oh, um, um, the Irish Vaughn. No, not Vince Vaughn, but uh, I know I love Vince Vaughn, but um. The Irishman, what the the Irishman, pretty boy, Conor McGregor, um, not Conor McGregor. He's never been pretty. <laughs> um, what is? His, I can't believe I forgot his name. I can see his face. Oh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yes. I mean, you know, I'm getting old because I'd never forget. <laughs> um, yeah, Colin Farrell, and then Rachel uh, McAdams or Rachel Adams or McAdams, whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, like it was just such a convoluted, you know, like. What I don't know, like what was the point of half of it, that? It wasn't enjoyable. No, it, and it, when they did have an enjoyable episode, they ruined it with the yeah. next one. You know, the whole thing was like Colin Farrell not knowing if it was his kid or not because the kid looked nothing like him. Um, and the kid that was like, "Why well, have this?" Like, it did nothing to help the story. It did nothing for his character. Um, you know, him getting McAdams pregnant out of nowhere did nothing for the story. Uh, I would if they would have focused more on Vince Vaughn, you know, as this, you know, as a criminal, um, you know, his him and his wife and their fertility issues, 
that would have been better. Um, and then had they had freaking Tim Riggins, you know, in that. And I'm like, I, I was like, you know, and then and they're. I'm like, okay, Tim. So they're, they're showing that Tim Riggins is gay. So he's got to go in his bathroom and, and take forever yeah. and get, to get hyped up to have sex with his girlfriend. And then they did nothing with it. If you're going to make a character you're gay for the point of the story, do something with it. Don't just don't shoot him in the back and be like, oh, that's done. I'm like, what? You you do yeah. all this character development to piss it down the train? Get get out of here with that. I mean, Hollywood's got to do something for Tim Riggins because. He was great at Friday Night. I mean, he'll always be Tim Riggins to me. Oh yeah, he yeah he he's never I mean, he's typecast forever as Tim Riggins. Like yeah, I can't, I can't see someone from from Friday Night Lights except for you know Kyle Chandler because I was a fan of his way back in early edition. So like, he's the only one that I didn't know of before. But uh, I still say, uh, hey, it's Coach. Whenever I see him on TV. No, yes, no, well, yeah. I mean, that's. His, I mean, it's uh, definitely been his best role. I mean, yeah, he hasn't done anything to, to top that. I was, a, and I knew Michael B. Jordan from The Wire before Friday Night Lights. So those yeah. are the only two that I had ever seen beforehand. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I look at, I see guys who I'm like, hey, Smash, you know, I see, I see, you know, I see Saracen on things like they are forever tied to those to those roles. Like they'll they'll, they'll never be anything else. Connie Britton is is always, you know. She's just she's just Coach Taylor's wife. So that's, you know, <laughs> the the new one for me is um that that fits in that category is um Randall from This Is Us. I don't know if you watch that show. I haven't watched that show on purpose because everybody because you're gonna me, cry all the time, cry, man. Yo, yeah, yo. you will cry. <laughs> but I mean, I'm like watching and, Predators, and, and I um, feel bad because Sterling Brown is such a great actor. I'm a big fan of his. And I'm like, I, I can't have this brother have me all crying every week. I can't be doing that, man. I can't. Oh, man, I don't want to. But, I mean, it gets dusty in the house sometimes when the show's on. I mean, I think my wife just loves to, like, look over and, like, are you crying? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's so sad, though. <laughs> like, it's that's a really good show. Um, well, they've got a great cast. You know, yeah. Got Sterling, they got Milo. You know, I look at Milo and I think of heroes, like, just – yeah, I mean, I think of Heroes too, um, but he's definitely much better in this role than he was in Heroes. Oh, that's well, they also turned his character into crap on Heroes too, but I won't, I won't go into that. Just with just uh, such a wonderful start for a show, and then just to turn it into garbage. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens though when you have to like run these. I mean, that's why shows on Netflix and you know Amazon stuff are a lot better, I think, because you only have to do 13 episodes, 10, 13 episodes. A lot easier than doing 26, which is so amazing why This Is Us is still good because, you know, they have to do like 20 episodes a year. Yeah. And they they keep it interesting, and they make you cry. I mean, I think sometimes they definitely, um, you know, go a little too uh, gimmicky to make you cry and stuff like that, but... You know, because oh, speaking of, there's a good movie on um, Amazon by the guys that did This Is Us, which is crazy. I can't even think of the name of it right now. But it's it's got like, um, do you watch uh, It Girl or whatever? New Girl? Oh, oh no, I couldn't stand that show. No, could no, no, no. I I don't like the Dashnells. I don't like either one of them. I'm I'm not a fan. 
I don't hate them, but I just I, I don't eh. I don't like I don't vibe with them. I liked the first two seasons, and then it got a little too crazy for me. I tried watching Bones before. Couldn't Never watched Bones. Because then you know that's her older her, that's her older sister. I I, I look yeah. at them. I'm like ah. This. I didn't even I didn't you know Elf to me she ruins Elf for me and I'm not a big I'm you know I'm not a Will Ferrell guy but to me she's like I'm like why are you so drab you're drab. Well, she ruined Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for me. So thank you. That's I was fine. about to say that too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like she's got so many strikes for me and like I I can't I can't. I yeah, just, I mean they she uh she definitely does the only movie I liked her in was uh. Five hundred days of summer. I didn't see that one. Probably said she was in it. Oh, that's a really good movie. I. I it's one of my favorites. Dashnells, no, no Dashnells for me. Really? Well, five hundred days of summer might change your mind. Mm. Mm. No, no. What's it about? Uh, it's about a relationship that breaks up. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen enough of those. No, it's a, it's a good one though. It's my, probably in my top five movies. That high? Um, I mean, I have I change my top five movies all the time. I mean, my my number one will <laughs> will always be Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but um, yeah, the the other top five changes depending on my mood. I like really. There's not a movie that I don't like. I I watch. I know, which is, a which lot. is why yeah. I laugh because you are consistently you. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I can find joy in pretty much any movie or you know see something. I would be a terrible reviewer because I'm like you gotta see that movie, you gotta see that movie, you gotta see that movie. But there's I I finally found one movie that I didn't like. It was uh, Dark Crimes with Jim Carrey. It was some you know made for a foreign country film and I did not like it. It was pointless and bland and, but yeah, I can find, uh, I can find joy in any movie. I just watched tag the other week. I loved it. Thought it was hysterical. I didn't see it. I do like the concept, but I was like, I I don't know if I actually want to watch this. Like, I shouldn't say that. I knew I did not want to pay money to go to a theater and watch it. So I was like, oh, it was on HBO for me. So I'm like, like, I might might watch this on a streaming service. I'm not going to pay to go watch it. No, I mean, but the concept seemed fun. Like, you know, I said, I said to myself, you know, this is the type of, you know, longstanding, you know, grudge game that I could see some of my friends from high school and I carrying on for 20, 30 years. Like, I, I, okay, I can see that, you know? I mean, I got, um, what's that, uh, Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis movie, Jupiter. I try to avoid anything with Channing Tatum. No, I know, but, uh, it was the guys that, or the guy girl that did the matrix. They changed or whatever. Oh, the Wachowski, what are they now, Wachowski trans sisters? I don't know what to call we'll them. Ca- yeah, well, you'll call them something. The, 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 the Wachowskis, the Wachowskis. Siblings, yes. the Wachowski yes. siblings. Yes, because they, they have an actual sister that is a sister, <laughs> a female, I think. The yeah, Wachowski. but it was a male. Yeah. But, uh, did, yeah, did she Jupiter changed. I don't know. 
I don't. Yeah, okay. it's well, crazy. Yeah, so the, the Wachowskis came out with another film, yes. So however long ago that came about, I finally got to watching the whole thing because I kept falling asleep <laughs> after all these years and stuff. <laughs> It, it wasn't that enjoyable, but I, I could see what they were going for. It was, you know, it, the, the Wachowskis have such great ideas. Unfortunately, they only executed great one time. Well, did they do that uh, Cloud Atlas movie? Was that them? With Tom Hanks, Halle Berry, bunch of people. I'm IMDb in that one right now. I think they did that one. That was that was pretty good. I watched that multiple times. Um, let's see. So much fun when you're IMDbing on the. No, I guess they didn't. Yeah, they oh did. no, they did. They Cloud did. Atlas. Yeah, they did Cloud. They did. They did Cloud Atlas. Yeah, they did that. Um, think of the are they are they think... both girls now? Lana? Yeah, they 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 they're both. They both uh, they're both trans now. Oh, okay. Uh, the notable ones I can think of when I think of the Wachowskis, I think of obviously The Matrix, uh-huh. um, V for Vendetta, um, Sense8, yeah. did Sense8. Uh, I see that though, one. Even though, the th- even though the movie sucks, in my opinion, they did Speed Racer. Never seen it. Don't, don't bother. Um, well, see, that's the thing. Like, I like movies, but I, I avoid movies that I know I'm not going to like. Like, I think it's like, <laughs> I love Speed Racer. So I was like, oh, a Speed Racer movie? Okay, I've got to see this. Then I saw it, and I wanted to punch somebody. Um, yeah, I love to play the game Battleship, but I didn't go see that movie. Oh, my God. It's the fact that they made, <laughs> the fact that they made a movie. Yeah. Uh, and it had Rihanna. Tim Riggins. And Tim Riggins. <laughs> Think, oh my God, Tim Riggins, stop taking these bad jobs. Yeah. Please. You know, I don't, in that, that X-Men, when he was playing freaking Gambit, that was, I'm like, dude, he's Yeah, not- I mean, he, he did ruin Gambit for me. Gambit oh. deserves a little bit more. So much than more than that. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, oh, we can, can we just put uh, the animated Gambit in the live action movie? You know, stop. Just stop with the all the live action ones. Make some animated ones because some of these characters, like I, I saw the trailer for Captain Marvel. I do not want to see Captain Marvel now because she looks terrible. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, w- especially with DC, the DC movies are terrible. I mean, I haven't seen Aquaman yet. It did pretty good in the theaters, and I'll see it when it comes out. But obviously, I saw the, <laughs> sorry, um, um, Aquaman. Um, it was, it was okay. Um, it wasn't as good as Wonder Woman was, but it wasn't as bad as, let's say, better than Suicide Squad, not as good as Wonder Woman. Um, but not I as still bad defend as Batman. Batman. Oh, my God. That I defend terrible. that movie to death. I love that movie. That movie was terrible. Oh, my nope. God. It was so bad. No. Oh. I, I disagree with you on that horrid. one. I, did you see the extended version? I did, and I can't believe I sat through it. <laughs> On, on HBO, it was horrid. It's great. Oh my god, it was so bad. And then, no. and, then I, and then I watched Justice League, and that was that was also time of my life wasted. Um, but did you watch any of the DC animated ones? That they I love the DC like? animated ones. The DC is killing the animated movie game. Yeah. Did you see Batman by Gaslight? Yes. That one's great. Oh yeah. Um, the the, the animated stuff is fantastic. Reign of Superman. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, the, it's great. the animated ones are great. 
Yeah, they're, they're yeah. knocking that out of the park. Just every time they put real people in it, it's trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was okay. Wonder Woman was good. Yeah, Wonder Woman was good. I mean, yeah. we'll see what two is going to be like. Justice League. Oh, they, I thought they Shazam will. Uh, Shazam looks like the see the, the thing about Shazam is I actually I think I'll like it because they're they're going for full campy, um, the full campy style that where Shazam came out. Like I think it's going to be more of a fun we're parodying ourselves type of film compared to these you know. Super, super dark. Can't see anything. Zack Snyder directed stuff is actually going to be very bright colored, very fun, very campy. He's got the exaggerated muscles. And come on, who else can, is going to be better play an adult with a child's mind than freaking Zachary uh, Levy? Come on. Will Will Rock make an appearance in the credits? Well, they don't do credits in. They don't do credits in for DC, yeah, but he should make an appearance in credits because he's supposed to be Black Adam. So yeah. You know, he should make an appearance. I don't know I, why they don't do that one first. Well, because you can't do the 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 villain have a movie before the hero, man. Uh, I think bad storytelling. <laughs> oh well, nothing that they done worked any, so far, so might that, as well try something different. That is a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they the, the recipes. Well, this is a fun one. Like, so I think this is going to be a nice change of pace. Um, exactly, he's hilarious. You know. He's, he's, a, he's a lovable goof. So who else to play Shazam and have these over-exaggerated muscles as Billy Batson than him? Uh, Rocky's – I mean, Rocky should be a fine Black Adam because, yeah. you know, he doesn't have to say much. He's got to look good. You know, it's a perfect role for him. Did you watch Legion on FX? Yes. I thought the first season was really good. I did not watch the second season because – FX for some reason I just I don't watch it um, to know when their stuff's coming out, so I, mean, I always fall behind on it. The only thing on, on until I was watching Legion, the only thing on FX or FXX that I was watching was Archer. Um, Legion surprised me on on how good it was. Um, just like this, it's like the Gifted surprised me on on how good it was. Like this is which one? Uh, uh, gifted. Oh, okay, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that one is also good. If you like Legion, you'll like you'll like that. Um, the Runaways, yeah, that one. Yeah, I mean, I I I tend not to stick to like the the weirder one. Like, I didn't watch uh, Iron the, Fist or. Oh my God, Iron Fist was so bad. Don't do it. Don't no, do I mean it. I won't. Unless you unless you want to laugh at Finn Jones, don't do it. Because, oh, let me say this: the supporting cast. Was good. Um, you had the dude from um, from Three Hundred that narrated the whole movie. Yeah, the one with the that got his eye cut. Yeah, cut, yeah. yeah, he was in that. Um, he was good uh, as a um, as a villain. Um, the two people that uh, the the dude and the woman that played his kids were both good supporting characters. Um, the chick they got to play Colleen Wing was great. Um, the problem with Finn Jones is terrible as Danny Rand. He's just horrible. And he yeah. can't fight. Like, no one, I, 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 for a while, I wondered why, because as a Game of Thrones fan, as a as someone who had been reading A Song of Ice and Fire before the show, um, I was wondering why they didn't show any fighting scenes, you know, with Loras Tyrell. The only thing we see him do is 
the jousting scene in, in the first in the in the pilot. We don't see anything else. Well, there's a reason why you don't see Finn Jones fighting against Sir Lois Tyrell because he can't fight. His choreography was oh, oh there's words can't describe how bad it is. Like, oh, it is. Anyone who's studied martial arts for 15 minutes looks at that and says, shoot me now. It's so bad. Uh, it just, it, it broke my heart for such a great character that I've always been a big fan of to just be portrayed so poorly. And, uh, uh, yeah, I have a problem how, with Especially how Marvel good Daredevil is. Good, Daredevil's so good. Um, Luke Cage is so good. What? I see it. Uh, this is this is the problem I run into. I want to watch Daredevil. I want to watch Punisher. So good. But my wife doesn't get into them as much. Like she likes them, but you know they're kind of you know a little slow, a little heavy. Like she wants to you know enjoy her evenings and stuff. And I can't Netflix cheat. So, <laughs> you need to get over. You need to go over that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't break the Netflix cheating code, so you know, I watch when she falls asleep and stuff. I watch like reruns of Twilight Zone and stuff. Oh, they're redoing Twilight Zone too. I saw. Super I heard Bowl. Jordan Peele is supposed to be front running that. Yeah, we'll see if that's going to be good. I mean, this is I think the third time they're trying to do another Twilight Zone. They did one in the '90s too, I think. Yeah, I think Peel can do it because he seems to be very dedicated to it. You know, Get Out was I mean, excellent. This new one, and I, you know me, I'm not even a horror guy. Was um, Get Out excellent, though? Yes. I uh, I like. Okay, I like okay, the movie. Different. I did it's, not like the social commentary on it. I didn't see it. I thought okay. it was just. A, but it's different for you. See, I've lived that outside I, of someone outside of someone trying to hypnotize me. I've lived that, and you know I've lived that. No, I I get it, but I just I I think it's a little too far of reach. Um, I their their new one looks pretty good too, but I think with. That pro what's that called? Us. Us. Yeah. I mean, that one looks like they're just hammering you over the head with uh, the subject matter in that one. I don't know. I mean, it, it looks intriguing. I don't. I doubt I'll see it because I'm not a horror guy. But I mean, I like Get Out. Intriguing. I I like Get Out a lot. I thought it was a really good movie. But then when I like, you know, not only do I watch movies, I go online and like read about them and stuff. And when I saw that, I'm like. All right, I get it, I guess. But you know, oh, can't you just enjoy the movie. Di- different, different experience for everybody. Yeah. You know, because for me, it was like, yo, that's that's been that's been me going to the white folks' house all the time. Like I, I, I know, you know, being being the black boyfriend, you know, going out into the middle of the country where there's not many of me. I, I know what that's like. You know, I'm thank God no one's tried to hypnotize me into becoming some victim, you know, but uh or if they tried they failed. But <laughs> I'm not even hypnotized. But you know, no, and the, I, the I mean I carry the commentary spoke to home greatly for someone like myself.
go back to the Patriots really quick. Um, I got so drunk during the playoffs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink. <laughs> so yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you weren't drinking that much anymore, man. No, I, I don't. Um, but for the playoffs, I, I got some beer. I'm like, oh, you know, we're playing San Diego. It's, we're going to make some food and stuff, the pizza and the wings. And um, I'm going to get some beer. I haven't drank in a while. And then the first drive, I I got Sam Adams because, of course, it's from Boston course, and the Patriots. Boston. So you have, and it's a cold snap because, you know, we got to break the snap and not winning the Super Bowl in one year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these are all the choices that I make going into these things, by the way. So I, I get my beer and uh, – you know, I start watching the game, I get it on kickoff and they score a touchdown and I'm like, all right, that worked. I got to get another beer now when they uh, get their second drive and they scored a touchdown. And, <laughs> and then it's like, off quick. And then they get the ball again. I'm like, I, I mean, they got to keep scoring. <laughs> so I get another beer. They scored like what? Five, like four times in a row. So five possessions in a row. I had a beer. And they're not super long possessions. So no, I, mean, I, got, I had like, uh, I think I had like six, seven beers in the first half. Nice. All right. Which was, yeah, which was a lot for me. I mean, back in the day, it was nothing. But I mean, now it's, oh my God. So uh, every, uh, every time the Patriots got the ball for the playoff games, I was having a beer and we got pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't drank since, and I probably won't drink for a long time. But you're probably yeah. still hungover. I honestly, I forgot what happened after the uh, Kansas City game. <laughs> I <was pretty laughs> the Super Bowl, I remembered. I, I hydrated. I, I knew that it was, and luckily, uh, you know, I didn't need to drink as much because we weren't there doing anything. One, there was one touchdown. <laughs> well. I mean, I was drinking, hoping that they get a touchdown. But uh, I, I will say though, I, I knew the Patriots were going to get the touchdown on the drive that they did. I, uh, they did, and they won. And I, you know, I hydrated. I didn't get that drunk. I enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's not my most enjoyable Super Bowl. I, I, I would say for six championships, that was probably number five. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Hey, it wins it, it's, it, it's not going to beat Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta. No, no was look, a great you comeback. You can't come. You you can't beat that comeback. That comeback no. was historic. It won't beat Seattle. Yeah, that game was so back and forth, and you had that last second interception. Yeah, that yeah. was an instant classic. It can't beat the first one. No. So, so yeah, right you there, you you're at. You can't beat the. You can't beat any either of the Vinatieri heroics, the Panthers yeah. or the Rams. No, so I mean, I I put it behind. That's number five. Yeah, that's five. Yeah, I put it behind the Panthers. Yeah, number five, and the Eagles being six. Yeah, because that game was actually kind of boring. I Eagles fans, uh, I find amusing nowadays though, because they're still trying to be like, "Well, we still beat you last year." Like this, like okay, guess what? Enjoy your one. We got the one after, and we have six year one. So enjoy because they're, they're just happy that they've actually finally won their first ever well that's I the thing like stop talking about it now though because i mean enjoy it for your guys but let's not talk trash anymore because you didn't stop the dynasty you thought you stopped the dynasty you didn't 
get over it. We're still moving on. We'll see who does better next year. They're they're Eagles fans. They they don't live in a sense of reality. You know this. I mean, the Giants have more than them. They beat yes, us they twice. Do. The Giants have more reason to talk than the, than the, the Eagles. The problem fans do. for the, the problem for the New England is facing NFC East teams in the Super Bowl because they are unfortunately zero three against the NFC East in the Super Bowl. No, not true. Who they one, one and four? Who's number six on the list of uh, Patriots Super Bowls? Eagles and the Patriots. The Don of McNabier. Where he threw up on the oh, field. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yes, that's right. Yes, I forgot. Yeah. One, uh, don't, don't worry. I forgot about it, too. Yeah, one of the, yeah, that, that Super Bowl was so, like, blah. Yeah, it yeah, was. They're, they're, well, they're, and then Donovan so McNabb blah. Yeah. Hey, he was, he, was, he, was, he was playing. Unfortunately, only he and T.O. came to play that, that game for that. Well, you know. yeah. I mean, McNabb didn't come to play in the final drive, though, so. Well, you, 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 you know, I don't understand. Like, you can't fault the man if you know he didn't, you know, he didn't feel well. But it's not like he his play suffered. He still did what he had to do. He still delivered the ball. You know, he hit To when he was open. Like he did, he did his job. Unfortunately, you know, for them, you know, because I was rooting for the Patriots, as you know, I was rooting for the Eagles. But yeah, Donovan did his job. To did his job. Um, the rest of that team did not do their job. Which is, but that's of course most of that's on Andy Reid, which is why they lost. Andy Reid can't get it done. Yeah, I mean Andy Reid needs to. You know how Sean McVay has the guy that has that holds him on the sidelines and stuff. Yo, actually, how do you how do you get that job? I, how do you get paid to move a guy around all game? Yo, they will pay anybody to do anything nowadays. This is well, he has a clock manager too. I mean, you know, like for real, how easy is it to be a head coach nowadays? You don't have to manage the clock. You don't even have to worry about where the ref is. You can pay somebody to physically move you to stay out of the way. Like, for real. Come on. Um, I mean, you, you see there's not a lot of good head coaches. I and mean, you have so many more coordinators now than you ever did before. So many more coordinators. What would happen if a team hired one of the Madden pros? To run offense for them, probably better than some of these. I mean, I, I wonder I that take, sometimes I would, too. I would have taken a Madden Pro over freaking Jim Bob Cooter. Didn't yeah, for my Lions offense. Well, I mean, you have Matt Patricia, who I think Bill don't, Belichick don't might have thrown the game to him. Don't even look. Be like, don't even, don't even <laughs> get me on. Matt He's a rocket scientist. Did you know that? I don't care. There's nothing for my football team. No, but and, and not just you. Know, I, I and I I talked about this. We we talked about this when uh, me and David went over the our our preseason predictions. There's something with it's a testament of how great Bill Belichick is. There's something with his assistants. They can't cut it as head coaches. Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell, McDaniel, O'Brien, Patricia, all his disciples suck. As head coaches, they're good coordinators. They're terrible head coaches. They, they don't have Tom Brady. Not even that. They just can't get it done. But the problem is, like, when you have Tom Brady, like, he sells what Belichick teaches. Like, you can't be that type of coach unless you have a leader that's going to listen to that. And, you know, you heard the Lions players this year, you know, complain about practicing in the snow and stuff like that. Like, you know, or they're being too hard on him. Like, 
these guys, I mean, look at the NBA nowadays. Like, oh, don't give me on how soft these cats are. I'm, I'm just, you know, they, they sign somewhere and then they want everything to change around them or they want to go somewhere else. Or like Anthony Davis is now like, well, here's the list of teams that I'm willing to go to. Like, you're under contract with us. You don't tell me where you're going. Like, we'll get the best deal for you that we can get. But if you don't want to be here, then why should I do you any favors? Yeah, if I'm AD, I'm, I'm, I'm staying and I get the money. Because two hundred eighty million or potentially three hundred million, woo, that's a lot of money. I mean, he he can get that if he does a sign and trade with Boston, but apparently he doesn't want to go to Boston because they did uh, Isaiah Thomas wrong. Which, well, no, that's what his father said. That's not what he said. I don't understand how they did Isaiah Thomas wrong. Like they they traded to get Kyrie. They traded him for a better player. For a better player, I know. And he was injured. Yeah. And he's still injured. He hasn't played yeah. a minute this season. So the Celtics are supposed to, like, you know, tank their team because he had a great play- – and he had a great run in the playoffs, and it was great. But he had one great – like, he had one good year. Yeah. I mean, his first year in Boston was all right, but there's a reason why Sacramento traded him to Phoenix. Yeah. The reason why – or was it the other way around? I forget. No, Sacramento traded him to Phoenix. The yep. reason why Phoenix sent him to Boston. There's a reason why this guy keeps getting traded. And then Boston was like, hey, okay, yeah, well, you had a good year. Thank you. But, um, you know, we could get a better player who doesn't want to be with LeBron anymore. So we're going to send you away. And then what did Cleveland do? Hey, you know what? You still have some value. Not enough for us. We'll send you to the Lakers. And the Lakers said, you know what? You don't have enough value. We're going to cut you. And <laughs> Denver said, we think you might have some value, but he hasn't played a minute for them. Like people, you know, it's like Anthony Davis talking like like they cut Larry Bird or somebody. Like, come on, this was not some. This was not cutting Paul Pierce or no. KG or some Boston legend. We're talking about a dude who played two seasons for a squad and had one really good year. You know, has Boston has any other team gotten better players for uh, junk than? The Celtics have. I mean, what they they got Kyrie for Thomas, but the haul that they got. I'm not calling Paul Pierce junk because I love Paul Pierce, but he was you know past his prime when they traded in the Nets and KG. Oh, oh and the God, haul yeah. that they got for that was amazing. It was insane. Now, yeah. the, Danny Ainge has fleeced or been gifted so much in his tenure in Boston. It's insane yeah. because. Garnett first, and you know, Gary, yeah. because the whole Garnett deal was as far as like if you're going like when they blocked the Chris Paul deal, I was pissed because they're like, oh, that's you know that, that shouldn't go down. No, what should have gone down is Kevin McHale being the GM of the freaking Timberwolves, gifting his Celtic buddy Kevin Garnett for nothing. That's what they did. And well, they no, got what? No, no Al Jefferson was a Al good Jefferson was a underdeveloped. Not even he wasn't even a starter yet. Talented, yes, but he was nowhere near that level. That that was not fair compensation. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't work out. He was a good player. I mean, well, he, I mean he he worked out and, and for I mean he was a 20 and 10 guy for at least six years. Um, yeah, I mean but that's not how the league thing. is anymore though. You can't be Al Jefferson. Well, now you can't, but, but even at that time, Al was still flourishing. He was just fortunately flourishing in Minnesota, and 
Team You're not flourishing in Minnesota in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the team was trash. But that yeah. was not equal compensation. Mikhail, who bleeds Celtic green, you know, did his old team a favor because he would have rather seen the Celtics win than him keep his asset. And yeah. That's, and that's ridiculous. But if they would have uh if they would have won the lottery that year, got second and got uh Durant, then KG wouldn't have went there. Exactly. I mean, that's the reason that they – I mean, the whole plan was to get KD. Yeah. And then they ended up with Ray Allen and KG. So, that worked out for them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't want to sign with the Celtics. I mean, I, I think that's the problem with the NBA now, too. Like, you know, they don't want to go to these cold-weather teams, except if it's the Knicks, know. apparently. I don't even no. know if it's the cold weather – a lot of these guys don't want to deal with the pressure of playing behind the ghosts of Laker past, ghosts of Celtics past. Well, they go to the Lakers, though. I mean, uh, not as much. I mean, even well, the I Lakers. guess Paul George didn't. Paul George said no. Kawhi has said that he doesn't want to be a Laker. Like, Kawhi said he'd rather play for the Clippers. Since when did people pick the Clippers over the Lakers? A lot of these players don't want to deal with the pressure of playing behind. The, these these greats, they don't want that type of pressure. Well, yeah, I mean, players used to want that pressure. They wanted to be able to live up to those expectations. But, I think they wanted to big markets now, though, and and now you, they don't need a big market because to, of social media. Because, you don't need the yeah. big market to be a big celebrity. Yeah, because you used to have to be in New York or L.A. to to make, except for Jordan, nobody really else made it off the court. Well, Chicago's third largest market. I mean, let's not say the Bulls it is were a now. small market no, team. It is now. When Jordan went to the Bulls, they were a small market garbage team. They were not even in the top ten of markets when he got there. Chicago he, was a big city. He turned, it's a big city. Detroit's a big city. Indianapolis are big cities for basketball markets. It was not a big basketball market when Jordan got there. He turned it into the, big, the third biggest market for basketball. But it well, wasn't. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think people, when you talk markets, so you more talk population size than, like, you know, basketball history and stuff. Because no, I'm not talking about basketball history, but just the market for basketball, the consumption of basketball, it was low in Chicago. It was extremely low. The team, the franchise was a joke, and he turned it into the, the third biggest market for basketball in the country, still behind, obviously, New York and L.A., but they went from, like, 15th or 17th or something like that to yeah. number three because of him. He's the only one who was able to, to really make it off the court in a small market and turn it into a big market. Everyone else that really made it off the court, you know, our, our extracurriculars, was in a big market team. Well, I mean, I, th I think once they, uh, once they lose Davis, I think – uh, New Orleans is going to have to move. I I, I don't think move, that's good. They have to move Drew. No, I think they have to move cities. I don't think it's going to survive. Basketball will survive in New Orleans. Where are they going? Where are they going to go? Seattle. I think Seattle. I mean, I think Seattle deserves a team. They had a team. Well, they supported the team. They just didn't want to build a new arena for it. It wasn't well, lack they, of fan interest. To me, they shouldn't have to. Like, I'm sorry. They shouldn't have to what build they a stadium. That's yeah. David Stern, though. I mean, that's that was the problem. Like, no, I'm I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying that. I mean, the, the problem to me, if you're a billionaire, you own a basketball team. You understand that you're making an investment. Make take do what Jerry. You know, that's one thing. Respect Jerry Jones. He built his own freaking arena. He didn't put it on the taxpayers. He built his own arena. You know, 
or or if you if you can't afford to build the arena, do what the Baltimore Orioles did. Let the people put in for it, so they can make some money back out of it. Don't put it upon taxpayers to to pay to have the build an arena out of their taxes. That is some supreme garbage to me. Well, I think when you look at it too, when you look at the owners that have built their own stadium, they tend to be more successful franchises, like Jerry exactly. Jones. Um, Robert Kraft built his stadium. Yes, he did. Um, you know, the Cronkies building his stadium and they have like, you know, they're definitely trying to win and stuff. I think when you have owners that are just trying to like fleece taxpayers out of money, like it's just an investment for them. They don't care about the product as much because they don't have their own money invested in it. Exactly. So I think you have to look at these, uh, commissioners and make sure that, you know, ownership has a huge stake in part of these, uh, stadium deals going forward because it only puts a better product on the field. Yep. Then I mean, it, I, it should be that way across the board. I, I mean, the only one I think, you know, unfortunately for you that, you know, does that kind of stuff is your team. Like, and I, I think, you know, the Fords are just too, you know, they're just too loyal to people. They, they, you know, they stick to their, uh, you know, loyal people that aren't getting the job done. Oh my God. You, you got, you got to move on sometimes. You ain't you telling me? Come on, man. They stuck with Matt Millen for way too long. They, they just oh, they just oh. oh. You know, I love that the Fords are loyal people, and the, I love that the Fords are loyal to the city. But their football decisions are terrible. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not great. I mean, when's the last time you guys won a playoff game? Nineteen ninety-two, Dallas. Barry Sanders went buck wild. And then we lost in the NFC Championship game to the future champion Red uh, Washington football team. Oh, you won't say the Redskins? I do not. That's a racial slur. Oh, well. But Mark Rippin and, Mar- and Art Monk were, you know, and that team were a much better football team than we were. We had one dude, you know, one player. Who was your quarterback that year? Scott Mitchell. Scott to- yeah, okay. I thought it was Scott something. Scott Mitchell. <laughs> Well, Rodney Pete, Andre Ware, just uh, terrible, terrible quarterbacks I had to watch. Yeah. I and then mean, we had I, one receiver for one time. We had Herman Moore for a couple good years. but Yeah, and, I mean, Stafford, I think, is kind of overrated now, too. I, I think that happens I'm a lot in these days. So over Stafford. I, I, I like the kid. I, like, I can't call my kid anymore. He's 30 years old. I like the guy. But he's he only 30. Go. I thought he was older than that. He's like 30, 31. Um, I like the guy, but he they, they need to trade him while he has value. They should, they should, why they're talking about, you know, for net for full stuff like that. No, Detroit should be like, look, we'll, we'll send you, you need a quarterback, we'll send you Matt Stafford. That'll get you over the hump. If they had a quarterback and they were healthy all year, they'd be, they, they would have been a much bigger threat. I don't think Matt Stafford's getting you over the hump. Much more than freaking Blake Bortles is going to get you over a hump. Yeah, I mean. That's a severe upgrade from Blake Bortles to Matt Stafford. Much bigger upgrade. Can They, they can't afford him, though. I mean, that's what you got to – I mean, how much – Matt Stafford's you got to – you got to – sometimes if you want to win, you have to pay a little luxury tax. You can't pay luxury tax in the NFL, though. It's not like the NBA. Oh, I mean, that's it's, right. it, it's a hard cap. Hard cap. I forgot it's not a soft cap. 
Yeah. Um, so you, you can't trade Stafford. Oh, um, I paid him way too much money. I mean, you look at it, like the Eagles are asking for a three for Foles. Yeah. I mean, I think they have two quarterbacks. And to me, like, try to keep them because if <laughs> the, the way for them, if I'm them, hey, this guy gets me through the regular season. This guy gets me at least performing well in the playoffs. I mean, you, know, you cool. I don't think you can keep him, though. Well, but, but honestly, like it, but honestly where, where's he going to go? Because when he did leave, he was terrible with the Rams. No, I, I know that. And, and it's probably best if they would get rid of Wentz, I think. Um, but this, but all this talk about how he's a bad teammate, that's ruined his, um, his stock a bit. Like no I one, bet, no one, I bet no you get more than a three for Wentz, though. You could get at least a two. I doubt it because he's, he's never played a full season. He's always hurt. Yeah, I think Jacksonville would give up a, a two for him. For a, for a quarterback who's always hurt and is a bad teammate, that's too much to give. Um, and he didn't help himself either by saying that he could have been a better teammate. Yeah, and <laughs> he, I, he said, he said I, I, I wouldn't change teammate. either. Like, what? Dude, what? Like, yeah. you just killed your stock now. Like, come on. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's a uh, it's a long off season right now. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of movements. Who knows what the draft is going to? I mean, the Raiders could just be insane in the draft this year. Chucky, I have no. Chucky's is going to. I can't stand him anyway. He's. I don't know what he thinks he's doing with that squad. He's I mean. Mind. Yeah, but when you have – he has three first-round draft picks, I mean, he could just luck his way into a decent team in the future. I bet you he uses all three picks on quarterbacks and they all suck. <laughs> like, yeah, I never understood why people think he's such – he's some freaking guru. Like, he – Because he won the Super Bowl with someone else's team. Yes, he, had, he has Tony Dungy's first ring. And then after that, he was supposed to be this quarterback guru to develop all these quarterbacks, Phil Simms' kid, and all these other QBs that did nothing. No. Absolutely no. nothing with him. Like, why do people think he's some genius? Because he sat on, on ESPN and, and talked like he was a genius? Like, dude, Tony Romo was sitting on TV and talking like he's a genius, and he couldn't get it done. No, I mean, I, I definitely think um... – the ESPN thing and waiting so long helped him out a lot. Um, a hundred million dollars in ownership stake. Come on. He, that is highway robbery. He should be arrested he, for that robbery. He is a name. So though. He, he has done stealing from them. Oh. You're our most uh, consistent guest on, on your annual appearance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, always peace.